Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Kenny said it was possible to string five together. A few people scoffed at him. Ken Hinckley, the coach of Port Adelaide, is with us on Crunch Time. Ken, congratulations and welcome. Morning, Jared. Dear, yeah, thank you. Um, it's nice to get another win. As you know, we're, we're chasing our tail, so we're, we're chasing hard at the moment. How's the restoration project going? Because it looked like there was a, a lot of your Port Adelaide that was before us last night. Yeah, I mean, I think it's been building over the last you know, three and a half weeks, to be fair, since half-time against Carlton. And look, and even in games earlier in the year, we, I said last night, we, we've led Brisbane by four goals at the Gabba. We've led the Crows by four goals, and we lost games we probably normally wouldn't lose. But we found ourselves in the situation we were, but feel like we're building since. Do you... A, a lot of it swings on how you handle it, I reckon, Kenny, at zero and five. Um, what did you What did you privately do, and then what did you do with the players that at least gives you the chance to peg it back? Privately, um, like coaching-wise, I think, spent some real time just to make sure that the, the fundamentals of our game were were identifiable for us and you know and, and see them in the games that we were playing and they there were certainly some lapses in some parts of our game that was um, not typical of us so spent some time in that space but ultimately kept kept the task with the players with day-to-day stuff and and it's really hard when you you know you, the numbers keep creeping the wrong way and you go well it's a team that's you know supposed to be okay and we we started off not great You've just got to keep your eye on, on the moment. And if you, if you drift too far from that, and everyone wants to take you further than that, they want to take you, you can't play finals, you can't do this, you can't do that. Well, typically our job is to make sure we just stay in the moment and, and work towards our next win and our next opportunity. And we did that really, really well. And the players, I never felt any stage for the boys that you know that they weren't capable of turning it and they weren't capable of believing that we could turn it. Just a follow-up to that, Ken, is... Do you, I guess there would be a risk in second guessing, but there would also be a need to to reassess what's there. What was your balance between sticking to what you know, what you know works well with your group and making necessary adjustment? Yeah, there's a clearly a balance in, in that. I mean, we had we, we, we have had and still have got some critical pieces not available to us too in that period of time. So, you know, you, 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 can't, you can't change too much and you can't, and mess around with too many bits because you, you know you've got to wait until some of those pieces are, arrive back for you. And I think that that was really important for us. But yeah, we made some some small adjustments. The, you know, the Connor Rosie move, everyone talks around, and you know the Zach Butters move, the young bikes going into the midfield. Sam Hayes coming into the team as a young rack. Look, some of the things we we couldn't do early in the year we were out of sight of our control a little, but then we were able to um, you know, start to move some pieces back to where we wanted them. And you know, it's, it's it all starts just by hard work. Let's be honest; it's not it's not a secret recipe. It's just by being prepared to grind out a win. And I think, you know, last week was really as, in, as important a win as for us as any time when we grind out a one point victory in games. Ken, has your opinion? First five minutes last night, I was watching when the doggies got off to a good start, thinking, "Uh oh, here we go again." Because they've had a history of doing that. Has your group matured a fair bit? Because they didn't look like they panicked. They, they just kept playing the same way. They didn't change a lot. They just stayed calm. Has that been a pretty big improvement from, from your crew? No, look, I think, Hodge, I think they've been reasonably solid that. I mean, the first five games of this year, people you know put a lot of judgment in that. But I think over the last couple of years, they've been a pretty successful team as far as winning games at the right time. And we unfortunately didn't. We played our worst game of the year in 21 in, in a prelim final. But, 
you know, I think we've shown over the journey that we're actually quite mature in that. Um, the Bulldogs, yeah, two, five minutes in, I'm sitting there going, I've felt this before myself. But <laughs> what we didn't do is we didn't panic and we, and we stuck. To, we, we, we put an enormous amount of structure and planning into our week for the Bulldogs because we know what, what Luke's, Luke's a really tactical coach and wants to mix and match a fair bit. So we, we made sure our boys were as well prepared as we could have them um, for the start of the game particularly and then let it unfold from there. And I think we had to stick when that happened, the first couple of goals. We had to make sure we, you know, we stuck together. And then obviously the, the fella up the other end for us, a little fella called Robbie Gray, helps get us on the board and we start to tick. Three weeks ago, uh, you would have been saying, when's Dixon getting back? But after last night with Marshall, George Artis and Finlayson, how they worked together, how they competed, the contested marks they took, you're sort of probably sitting back now going, oh, maybe we can give Charlie another game in the seconds. <laughs> yeah, I did say last night he's a pretty good player, though, and he's, um, you know, we don't unfortunately don't have a game next week in the sample either, so with some, of, some of that sometimes is out of control. We just need, firstly, we need Charlie to get through the game today well and, and physically well, because that's, that's the, you know, the big question mark for him is how he copes with his first game of football since basically since January, so it's a big ask for him. But, um, yeah, look, part of that stuff I just talked about before with Jared is, you know, your, your first few rounds of the year, you're growing with people who are not working together a bit, and you it's taken a little while, but I've been really quite pleased with the three, you know, dynamic forwards, I would call them as talls. They've all got a bit of speed and they all get off the mark, so that's a different look to Charlie. Can I ask you, Ken, uh, going into the match, uh, the one forward who might be able to take it away from you a little bit post a score which you might struggle to contain is Aaron Norton. He's a fantastic player. What was your, your, your pre-planning with that? We Most of us thought Somebody will engage him and Aaliyah will be somewhere else and come over the top. Uh, you went a different way. Yeah, we're deliberate in that. I mean, they took care of Aaliyah a couple of times when we played on him with another player. So I thought I wanted to meet the, you know, I wanted to meet the challenge head on. I would, you know, okay, you want to try and take him away, we'll try and put him on your, on your best forward. And, and, and Norton, as you said, he's an outstanding young forward. He's probably as good a young forward as there is in the game. And, uh, you know, he takes a lot of work because he jumps a lot of balls. But, um, you know, Aaliyah taking hold of him early and then, you know, try to change it around slightly later on in the game to, to try and get us in the position that we wanted to be. But, look, it's, it's hard to deny. Norton still had a great start and he still had a pretty good game for them. So he's just a highly talented player that takes a lot of work. Yeah, it was an intriguing battle between the two of them when they were thereabouts. Uh, I love watching the, the, the tracking the progress of young players. Now, as a young lad, you've got Xavier um, Dersma. He cracked his shoulder earlier in the year and it look, and you've dropped him out of the team, but it looked like he lost confidence, uh, you know, for the robust contest, you know, when he was going to take some body heat. And he looks like he's starting to get that confidence back now. Yeah, he is, Dermot. You're 100% correct. He, um, you know, he took a big hit in Brisbane in round one. We took a big hit as a team in round one, to be honest. And um, he took a big one and, um, you know, it took a long while for him to probably overcome one, the injury and, and, and the soreness of the injury, and then two, the confidence to continue to play the way he needed to play. And, you know, we, we, we gave him a little spell and we, we helped him through that little moment where he was um, self, self-doubting self a little bit, I reckon, more than anything. And, yeah. you know, he's still not back to his absolute best, but I think he's um, he's starting to emerge back to the player that we know and love, and that is someone who just works hard all day and, and he's fearless in the contest. So, you know, Xavier will keep working away. Yeah, he's a darn good player. Your second answer to Luke... You said hard work. I love that because so many people, we analyse football, we make it overly complicated in actual fact to keep ourselves in a job. <laughs> and sometimes we think that there is a blueprint, an overlay blueprint. Put that down and we win the game. It still comes back to it in this caper, doesn't it? 
You've got to have the motivation. You've got to have that will to win. And you have to have the hard work ethic. And and that's where the game is essentially won or lost. Yeah, well, we, we've never been anything other than that, Dermot, as a team. You know, we, you know, if you look through our team, we're probably not filled up with all the, the most talented players going around. And I, and I love the fact that our boys, you know, Trav's a great example. Travis Boke is an amazing player, been a sensational player, 34 years of age and still playing at a high level. But his, his motto is, you know, the harder I work, the better I prepare, the more lucky I'll be. And that's kind of what we are as a footy team. We, we need to be a work-hard football team and we, we should never go away from that. And I don't think we rarely go away from that, but everyone drifts at times, I think. Final one from me. We, we made mention before of the doggies had that zip-zip handball around the contest when they're up and going at their very, very best. Was that something you needed to... Uh, focus on? Do you still focus on it? Or is it more about we win it, win the ball, they are chasing us? What's the balance there? Oh, well, that's exactly what you said. It's a balance because, unfortunately, their great strength are, the, you know, the, the handball flick. They just get it out and get it going, and it's really hard to control if they get first look at it. You know, the contested possession early in the game was going their way. We managed to pull that back a bit, put us back in the contest as far as being around the ball and, and make them chase a little bit more than, than us chasing them. But well, they're an incredibly talented team around the ball. I mean, they didn't have Bond too last night, so we're not we're not silly enough to think that, um, you know, we, we had everything the way we liked it last night was pretty good for us, but... Uh, their, their ability to flick the balls is as good a team as there is in the competition. They they challenge you in all sorts of ways, and you know you just got to be at your best the whole night. Uh, Ken Sam Edmund here. Appreciate your time. I just wanted to ask you about the interchange infringement. Was there an what happened there? Was there an extra player on the field for a portion of of time? Only a short period of time before a, a, an infringement was was whistled. Yeah, about one second, Sam. I reckon um, there's a bloke called, there's a bloke called uh, Zach Butters who's pretty keen to do everything fast. <laughs> he came on too and, quick. And a bit, uh, and if you watch the interchange, Dan Dewson runs through the interchange as yeah. a competing player, but he doesn't come through the gate, and <laughs> Zach doesn't take too much to get back out there, so he um, he gets going pretty quick, but quickly realised that that Dan just hadn't gone through the gates correctly. So, yeah. and, you know, we had one of those go our way, I think, the week before. West Coast, might have even yep. Been. Yep. Did, did West you... Coast, yeah. West Coast, we had one. Were you a little bit miffed that they only called it when it was in the hands of the opposition player? Because <laughs> it happened some time before they actually decided to let the field umpire know. Dermot, you said before, hard work plays a part in this game, and I'll tell you, there's a little thing called luck <laughs> that plays a part in it too. You know, and you know, last week we had a bit of luck and we kick a point, but we've lost a couple of games when the luck's going against us. You can analyse the game as much as you want, but... Um, Sometimes just a pure bit of luck helps. That's why we made the ball the shape it is. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Kenny, I know you're hot off a game, and we're coming up to that middle portion of the year, I guess, where the list management stuff becomes a bit more of a factor. Can I ask you about someone like Carl Amon, who's a free agent this year? Now, obviously, he looked to move a few years ago via a trade, but he stayed. Can I ask you what your read is on him and, and whether you would think it's likely that he might look to move back to Victoria at season's end? No, look, it's a really hard one. I mean, I suppose the only person who can really answer that is Carl, but mm. you, our engagement with Carl has always been really positive. I've got a terrific relationship with Carl, and um, you know, I think people ride a little bit into the fact that he was out of the side a couple of weeks ago and you know, want to make it a little bit more of a story. Look, Carl, Carl has every right to, to explore his opportunities, and, and if, that is, if, that is to be, if that was to be elsewhere, well, that, that, that's the rules of the game. But we're really confident as a football club, the players that we want to keep, we keep, and we genuinely don't miss. So... Mm. Um, I've got no, I've got no fear that Carl will want to be playing anywhere else but Port Adelaide. But um, you know that, that's been said plenty of times and proven wrong. Can I can I ask you how 
uh, vocal Robbie Gray is out on the ground because the amount of times in, in what could be like a, a, a forward line, a forest full of tall defenders, he gets a lot of one-on-ones. Does, does he get really vocal and push all his teammates further up the field so he does get the absolute one-on-one, which he was able to run, uh, not run rings, but run himself into one-on-one space in the first half especially? Yeah. Look, he's just an incredibly intelligent player, and um, you know, Rob 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 plays the game he needs to play to suit the, you know the skills that he has. You know, he's the player that we turn to all the time from a coach's box to if he's on the bench to help you know judge and and, and corral and, and position that the other players on the ground and the forward lines. He's got incredible experience, and he knows you know he's just such a good player at the right moments. So, um, he um, he finds it difficult at times, but more often than not, Robbie's smart enough to um, do something pretty positive for us. And, and again, there's a player that's you know I don't mind saying Rob's been dealing with a knee injury for. For seven weeks, and uh, and it hasn't been great for him, but he's been able to get through games. And I said to him only a week ago, mate, you'll um, you'll always be useful for us, regardless of what you're like when you're out there, because the opposition's scared of you, and that's a great result for us. And in ten seconds, Kenny, do you know Riley Bonner's scenario? Uh, badly twisted ankle, um, MRI happening this morning. Probably unlikely to play for a couple of weeks. Kenny, thank you very much. Good on you, boys. Thanks. Good on Adelaide coach Ken Hinckley on Crunch Time. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91